Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio with Susan Shereko and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls, welcome. Today, Dr. Elena Pizzini and Dr. Deborah Ferrari join me to discuss their new book and companion training, Dogs Lovers, You, the Vet, and the Dog Trainer and Coach. By way of introduction, Dr. Elena Pizzini has a doctorate in organizational leadership. Her dissertation concerned the role of animals in the workplace, and she founded a nonprofit organization for service dogs, you have got the power. Originally from Italy, she collaborated with veterinarian and dog trainer, Dr. Deborah Ferrari, to write a comprehensive book about how we can improve our relationships and communication skills with dogs. We have a great deal to learn, so please put your hands together to welcome Dr. Elena Pazzini and Dr. Deborah Ferrari. Thank you. Thank you. So glad you're here today. Dr. Pazzini, your doctorate is in industrial organizational psychology. You work as a strategic advisor and consultant as business and executive coach. How does that relate to the work you do with animals? Thank you, Executive Mrs. Shiraiko, for having us on your platform today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so corporate executives like you and me are known to have high level of stress, yes, and be somewhat workaholics. So again, I'm one of them and I'm guilty of the same. My research and my fellow scientists studies have demonstrated how having a pet by your side lowers your cortisol, uh, the stress hormone and, and their levels and helps you take healthy breaks. So animals need to be walked, right? And animals stay present without holding on to anything negative, <laughs> unlike humans do. And animals live uh, literally for play, good food and lots of love, which aren't, aren't they some of the most important meanings of life after all? <laughs> so, um, you can find you and your- I would say so. <laughs> yes, I think so too. Thank you. So you and your amazing listeners can find the PhD dissertation online showing exactly the human-animal bond in relation to stress, the number one bestseller on Amazon on the healing power of animals um, on workers titled Success from the Heart. And then our latest publication, called Dogs Lovers on Amazon as well, in both languages, English and Italian. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. But how, Dr. Pacini, how did you and Dr. Ferrari come together to write a book about the various animal care professionals that provide the, uh, the key to a really successful relationship with your dogs? Great question, Susan, and thank you for asking. As you can tell from my accent, I am Italian-American. 
and my beloved doc uh, cousin, Dr. Deborah Ferrari here and I were in Italy during the hot summer of 2018. And my senior dog, Sammy, at the time was unexpectedly dying of cancer and Dr. Ferrari was taking excellent care of her in her last final days. So uh, Dr. Ferrari and I were talking about the meaning of life, our career challenges with people, not animals, because animals are easy and always unconditionally loving. And Dr. Ferrari thought that she and I, uh, as respective veterinarian and psychologist, would make the ultimate collaboration to help our beloved animals and in turn, their humans. Because um, veterinarians are not taught psychology in order to interact with pet owners. And psychologists like me are not taught animal training and animal well-being or welfare to have a healthy relationship with our pets. So, uh, when the relationship is healthy between humans and dogs, in this case, then both parties, the humans and the animals, benefit from it. Can you relate, Susan? Oh, yes. <laughs> we have lots of animals at my house. <laughs> and it ranges from horses to cats and birds and chickens and dogs. So we have a, a lot of animals to communicate with. Dr. Ferrari, can you explain the key professionals that are involved in this work? Yes, well, in, in our work, we speak about uh, the veterinary, uh, the dog trainer and the coach. The veterinary physician is a professional graduate in veterinary medicine, approximately a five-year degree in most countries in the world. To be able to practice, he or she must have passed the state exam, get licensed and be registered with the board of veterinary doctors for their state. Veterinarians are required to comply with the code of conduct and ethics dictated by their board. The dog trainer as well is a professional dog educator. The dog educator or instructor, more generally is called the dog trainer, is the professional who deals with the interaction between men and dogs, between men and dogs, to build, to build and improve their relationship, teach the owner how to communicate with his dog, and to provide the necessary education for them to coexist in an urban environment. The coach is a professional who collaborates with clients, which through a creative process, simulates reflection, inspiring them to maximize their personal and professional potential. These are three professionals that are very important to uh, live and work with our dogs. Dr. Pizzini, the, the central theme of the book is this practice of communication skills, good communication skills between the owner and the professionals as well as the owner and the dogs. Uh, is it difficult for owners and professionals to communicate with each other? We're both humans. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Susan. Another great question. Yes, it is. Because normally the pet owner sees the dog professionals only when there is a crisis, when the dog is sick or misbehaves, etc. 
So as you know, human emotions get in the way and intelligence goes down and we communicate poorly. I'm guilty of the same. We want to educate dog owners and all dog professionals, uh, Dr. Ferrari and I, to learn how to communicate effectively before there is a crisis, a problem, a challenge. So that way the dog's health and well-being is not at risk. Often because of unnecessary, unnecessary misunderstandings due to poor communication, unfortunately, the dog is put down, euthanized way too soon. Uh, Susan, have you seen or experienced that? I have. I have seen animals who are, just because they're too difficult to handle, uh, mm -hmm. they have been put down. The owner just walks away. Yes. Okay. Well, as, as professionals, what, what do you want owners to consider as they take on the responsibility of a dog in their home? I mean, it is a dog for everyone. And, and what are the differences between behavior and personality of, of different breeds, for example? Is there a lesson to be learned there? Well, when people want to buy or adopt a dog, it's important to keep in mind that he is not a little baby nor a human mate. He is a dog and needs to be loved as a dog just because he has needs and behaviors different from humans. We should honestly think about the time that we'll have to spend with him every day, also when it will rain or snow or freeze. Most dogs are much more physically active than you think. Some kind of dogs could not live well with our lifestyle. So read and search and ask for information about the breed you are interested in to understand if you are choosing the right dog to spend a wonderful life with. What do you think about it? Oh, I, I agree. I, I, could, I have huge dogs, but I have very good friends who have teacup poodles. And we would step on them. <laughs> <laughs> they are so tiny and are underfoot so easily. <laughs> so I, I think choosing the right, and we're also in, in the wild where there are coyotes and if we chose a dog who was too small, uh, they would be easy prey for the big birds. So it's a consideration, a very important one. Well, you make a point in here that I think if, if, when you, why you adopt a pet to bring into your home environment, um, what's involved in that? I mean, what do they need in the environment to be comfortable? Great question, great question, Susan, thank you. So the factors that we need to consider before bringing a dog in our lives that we cover in the book are several. One is home environment, whether there are family members immediately or um, close by. The lifestyle that we want, obviously with this pandemic, we all work from home now, uh, we travel less. Uh, what are our expectations of the dog and of ourselves with the dogs? Our beliefs, for instance, my Italian parents 
believe dogs belong outside, whether, uh, as Dr. Ferrari said, whether it's uh, snowing or it's uh, super sunny. And I personally disagree with them. So also, for instance, I was very ignorant before Dr. Ferrari and I wrote, wrote the book. I was very ignorant about the different dog breeds, mixed breeds, their personality, what they're bred for, where geographically they thrive in, right? Different, different parts of the globe may be better for certain breeds, etc. I wanted a big dog to run with at the beach, to exercise with. I didn't care about a guard dog, although my first dog, Sammy, naturally was. She was even howling as a wolf. <laughs> I also needed a dog who got along with other animals because I had other animals like cats. And I had to factor in time to train the dog in my busy schedule and time to socialize her in, you know, in, a, in a urban settings because I, I, I live in big cities. Also, some dogs can get sick, like, like babies, as Dr. Ferrari was saying, like human babies. And so we have to factor in time to help our dogs recover and heal in case they, they get sick. We have to factor in time for vet visits, follow up, right? So, um, and by the way, I'm a huge advocate for pet insurance to save dogs' life, the dog's life, and to keep maintenance and health costs low. Can you relate, Susan? Oh, yes. I have one of the most wonderful stories I ever experienced. I, one of my dogs was hit by a car and they just drove off and someone else helped me get the dog uh, into a truck and took it to an emergency center. And they weren't going to keep it very long. It was now going to need extensive surgery to uh, on his hips because his his leg his thigh bone and his hip bone on the other side were so traumatized and i found a vet who was so wonderful he he told me some of the vets i called told me it would cost me four thousand five hundred dollars to take care of the dog and i didn't have insurance yeah. and i didn't have that kind of money Mm -hmm. So I was hysterical <laughs> and we finally found a vet who spoke with me and he promised me that he wouldn't charge me additional costs above and beyond the surgery, no matter what. And he kept his promise. And don't you know that, that he, he probably thought to himself, what a bad deal that was because that dog was in and out of that hospital multiple times wound up staying with him for several weeks so we, we could keep him quiet enough to heal so it was i mean that's that's a big issue when you're in the middle of a veterinary situation sure what a wonderful story thank you for sharing it with us yeah i i still remember i remember him he was a sikh and he he had this lovely clinic and i think of him as my veterinarian saint <laughs> <laughs> So the veterinarian is obviously important, but so you've also mentioned the trainer and how important it is, is it to really have a trainer in addition to a vet? 
Yes, it is very important. By the fact, over the centuries, dogs changed themselves to live with the humans, trusting and following them. So now we can and must make a little effort to learn something about dogs, the way they communicate and learn. Dog trainer teach us how to communicate with our pet and listen to him, how to teach him appropriate behaviors and extinguish misbehaviors. Dog trainer is just like a foreign language teacher that explains all about dogs to live better with each other. Do you see it? Oh yes, I do. Um, also, one thing I noticed as I read the book uh, was your you discussed a dog's calming language, and I didn't know what that meant. So, uh, can you explain what that is and why people have such a hard time understanding it? Oh, well, calming signals are really, really important. Um, the term calming signals is coined by the Norwegian trainer Turi Drugas to describe the signals used by dogs to communicate with each other. These signals are universal and all dogs, all the dogs understand them. Every one of them use in a different way but they also use these signals with human too, in situations they are naturally uncomfortable with and try to communicate their discomfort. You could be surprised to find out that lip licking, sniffing the ground, freezing, yawning and smiling are some of the calming signals often used by dogs. If we know and notice these signals, we can respond to them accordingly preventing possible aggressive reaction and making dog trust on us. Is it surprising? No, the, it is surprising. I, I, I think, I think what you're saying is that as people, we don't, we misread those signals. We think they're sweet or we think they're, uh, you know, tail wagging is always a good thing or that, uh, and then we miss the danger side of that, which is they're yes, trying exactly. to warn us, stay away. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't realize that. And I now watch for it because I have two big dogs. At one is much larger than the other. And they are very jealous of my husband, <laughs> meaning they both want his attention. Uh, and when when they come in the house at the same time together, they may become aggressive. And what the smaller one will sort of cower and get down uh, and freeze, afraid to move. And, the, and if, if, if I come in trying to push them in, let's go in the house guys, come on. Um, they may start to snarl at each other. So I have to be very careful to watch for that signal. Oh yes. Um, do the dogs understand our verbal, yeah, do, do they understand our verbal and our nonverbal language? Well, dogs are not able to understand the meaning of our words and speeches, but can really learn to associate a word or sound to an object or behavior. Dogs are also able to distinguish the intonation of human language, which means that the, the same word, for example, they call come, will have a completely different effect if verbalized in a playful and friendly tone 
or in anger. They are also keen observers and read and respond to our nonverbal language according to their way. So if we know how to move and what is to be avoided, we can avoid misunderstanding and improve the relationship with our dog. It's very wonderful if you think it. I do. I, I know I have to, we have, a, we have a dangerous situation because of the coyotes in our neighborhood. And sometimes they will come out in this big, we have about a 10 acre field across the street and they will come through that field and the dogs want to go talk to them. <laughs> and then you hear the coyotes yip to say, go away and don't come near me. And I, I have to be, I have to be very firm when I call them at that point that we're not messing around here. This is not mommy saying, come on over. I want you to come see me. This is get home. It's not safe. And they, if I get the right tone, they come right back. So I do relate to that. That's need to have that kind of understanding. Nice. So what is the real relationship between a dog and his owner? We, we think that uh, the owner should not be a boss nor a, a subaltern or the personal toy of the dog, but uh, the owner should be a wonderful leader so that the dog is willing to stay with him and follow him everywhere. A good leader knows deeply his dog, speaks clearly, is trustworthy, provides for dog's needs, dog needs, and is funny to spend time with him. Are you a good owner, Susan? Yes, I think. <laughs> I I hope so. I, some, sometimes Peter is the better dog owner. Uh, I, the, we have a shepherd and the, the German shepherd likes to, uh, I, have to, I have to be firm with him because he's such a big dog. Um, Peter doesn't have to do that so much. He's a much bigger person and the dog just is good with him. So, but I can relate to how they have fun together. They go everywhere together. They, you know, he, he never is out of earshot or visual sighting of my husband. He may not be visible to my husband, but he knows what Peter is doing. So it's a very special bond that they have. Great. Now, mm -hmm. you also mentioned the coach being important here in the list of professionals. And I had never really thought about that. A dog trainer, a veterinarian, yes, but a coach. Hmm. How does a coach benefit this dog-human relationship? Great question. Thank you, Susan. And thank you for allowing us to explain it. So I am a certified life and business coach. And because humans are social beings and interact with many other people, even if they live alone, like in my case, it's important that a coach, let's say a family coach, supervises all the human interactions around the dog. The dog is in the middle and the coach is sort of like the glue for everyone's happiness. It's important that everyone, every, every person around the dog, we call them dog lovers, is important that every party, every person is aligned 
with the same vision of life, the same vision of lifestyle together, aligned with the purpose for adopting a dog, aligned with the same habits, such as when to feed, how to feed, traveling together or not. And um, uh, Dr. Ferrari and I, we, we are family and we love each other. And even she and I, we don't live together, obviously we live in different continents. And uh, even she and I have different <clears throat> habits around dogs and, and different preferences around what to feed or not to feed, for instance, okay? And, and you may have different ones too, as well. Does that make sense, Susan? Oh, totally. But what do we have to learn to, about the care and training of our dogs in order to this create this glue for everybody's happiness? Oh, there are so many things. Uh, um, I, I am a dog trainer and a veterinarian for more than 14 years, and I haven't finished learning about it yet. In my experience, uh, however, better dog owners are the ones who know what a wonderful animal is the dog they live with and try to really understand him day after day. That is what I can say about it. And how do we, where do we, where do we learn that? By going to the dog training classes with our dogs or any other, you know, Reading, just reading a lot about things? Yes, read and try to know every day some new thing about uh, the dog and uh, what they need and uh, how they need to live. And so every time we learn something more, we can um, have the possibility to make them live better. Well, you cover so much more about proper care and feeding of our dogs, nutrition, exercise, insurance. Uh, but if you have one message you want our audience and your readers to take away, what would it be? Well, that is a very wonderful question. The real message I'd like that everyone keep in mind is keeping in mind is that dogs belong to a different animal species than human. So the good owner knows he doesn't know Socrates quotes. So ask for the help of dog professionals, veterinarian, dog trainer, coach, to learn everything can help your dog to live a happy and healthy life with you every single day. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time here today, Dr. Bazzini and Dr. Ferrari. Let's remind our listeners we've been talking about your book, Dogs Lovers, You, the Vet, and the Dog Trainer Coach. Where can people find it? Great. So it's on Amazon, uh, fresh off the press as of last month and these uh, recent holidays. So you will find it. Um, it's um, it, just search for dogs, 
lovers, plural, dogs, lovers, and Dr. Ferrari, like the car, <laughs> and uh, that's easier to spell, and you'll pop up. Because Dogs Lovers is a popular name. There are toys also called Dogs Lovers, but the book, and there may be other books, but um, this is the only one by Dr. Ferrari and myself. So it's only $4, and uh, most, of it, most of the proceeds go to charity. You can also find a link on our website, dogsloverz.org again plural dogsloverz.org and i want to remind you that um, the the book contains a lot of hands-on practical exercises and even a workbook so you can follow along with your dog and have a lot of fun we already did this with our italian audience and it was a huge success we offer group coaching with a private Facebook group where dog owners can share uh, best practices um, and uh, fun stories about their dogs and uh, socialize. We also have social media channels, LinkedIn, YouTube, <coughs> Instagram, and even a podcast like yours, Susan, on anchor.fm as well. And so um, with all of that, it's free. And then we also offer private coaching at a very uh, reasonable price uh, with both Dr. Ferrari and with myself. How does that sound? That's so reasonable. I mean, it really, it, it makes it so that not having the money shouldn't be a reason not to check this out and learn how to deal with your pet better. That's right. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to thank you guys, uh, the, our listeners, for joining us today as well. I ask them that they support our authors by picking up a copy of their book or giving a copy or recommendation to a friend. Put their content to use with your own dogs at home or as part of a community, because that's what the book's all about. Explore something new with your dog, like dog yoga. I just learned about that. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> you can also support their work by going to the anchor.fm podcast, train your brain, claim your power. You can like us, follow us, become a sponsor or subscriber. As our thanks for helping us give authors a voice, we will give a percentage of any donations given in their name dogs lovers to the you have got the power.com nonprofit site that Dr. Bazzini runs. So thank you again for being with us, Dr. Bazzini, Dr. Ferrari. So appreciate your being here today. We appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you. And so for once your again, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much for inviting us. And take advantage of a free consultation. Once again. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Once again, it's time to go, everyone. Bye for now and have a great day. 
Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverrunes.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, Sharing the Journeys of Those Affected by Sudden and Great Loss, and What They Did to Heal, Rebuild, and Where They Are Now.